Hey, everyone. This is the Parks Academy. We are a brand new podcast, and we're going to talk about and celebrate all things theme park related. We focus mostly on Disney parks and resorts, but we will have. What are we going to have? <laughs> what are we going to have? We are going to have um, a lot of ideas talking about vacation planning, dining, resort hopping, and a lot more. Um, this is our first time doing this, so we're expecting a lot of foibles and mistakes. But I think that's, you know, kind of what it's all about. So I'm and not going to a keep... husband and wife team. We are definitely husband and wife team. I'm Steven. I'm Paige. Yeah, and we're excited to do this. Um, I think we're just going to let all the mistakes sort of go and not keep trying to redo this over and over again. Because that's no fun for anybody. Um, so we met in 2014. And I am from California. I grew up in the Bay Area, so I was on the coast of Disneyland, and I went there quite a bit growing up, especially in early college. And I am from Maryland, so I am an East Coast girl, so I grew up going to Disney World and never made it out to California until I met this guy over here. So we've been to both Disneyland and Disney World together since we've been married, but before that, we had each only been to our parks on our coast. Yeah, and we have spent probably the last, I would say, four years becoming pretty enthusiastic about parks and traveling. Um, we have watched our fair share of YouTube videos and have listened to other podcasts. And while, you know, the market may be saturated overly, um, we thought, why not? You know, it's it's fun to do. And if for nothing else, it's enjoyable for us to talk about it and uh, gives us something to sort of an avenue, I guess, to kind of discuss what we like and um, hopefully help a couple people along the way, or at the very least, uh, entertain. So we don't have much of a format right now. Um, we've got a couple of ideas that we are going to bounce around, some things we're going to try out, see what sticks. But since we identify as having our home parks and mine is Disneyland and hers is Disney World. We thought it would be fun to go over um, 10 rides that are in both parks and sort of discuss which one's better and why. We picked from some of our favorites as well as some transportation. Um, and I think that this is just going to be a, a fun little way to start. So why don't we start off with one and we can just kind of talk about which one we think is better and why we certainly don't have to agree but um and we probably won't agree probably not but, but we're both pretty biased so it's going to be interesting to hear the perspectives from both of us since we have different home parks but we've both been to both parks and we've done both rides i think you're going to be surprised because i there's a there, yeah i think some of my answers are going to surprise you and some of mine might surprise you too actually probably not <laughs> we'll see. All right. Let's start off with everyone's either favorite or least favorite ride, Small World. This is a pretty uh, good one to start with because this one is a fairly similar ride on the inside. The biggest difference is the outside of the ride. And it's kind of hard to choose Disney World for this one when... The Disneyland Small World ride is so iconic. From the outside, it's so beautiful with the clock. Um, and the Disney World one kind of has the same look on the inside, but you're all inside when you are waiting in the line and loading onto the ride. Um, so I think Disneyland for sure has this one. I completely have to agree with you on that. Through the course of our deep diving into Disney, um, one of the things that 
we or one of the people that we got to uh, get to know sort of uh, by the transit of entertainment was Mary Blair, who actually designed the outside of Small World uh, for the um, World's Fair. And so what we actually see in Disneyland right outside of Toontown kind of backed into the corner is the original designs that Mary Blair uh, developed with kind of all of the crazy faces and, and geometric shapes and things like that. And uh, that was something that Walt really loved. It was uh, shown off, among other things, at the World Fair, I think in Chicago. But if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. <laughs> but I don't I'm gonna remember have to, either, but that sounds right. I'm going to have to also go with Disneyland on this one. I think it's too iconic and, uh, and, and just sort of too uh, visually masterful to skip over. Plus, I, I don't even remember what the outside of Small World looks like in Disney World, frankly. It's uh, pretty bland. It just kind of like a lot of the other dark rides where you just have the little sign above it and you kind of walk in. It's not totally enclosed. You just kind of have that line and then you work your way down towards where you get in the ride vehicle. Okay, yeah. And one other thing about the Disneyland version is you get in the ride vehicle or the boat outside, which is kind of its own magical thing, um, as opposed to getting on inside. Um, Although Florida, you kind of have to... For some of these rides, maybe not get on the ride outside because we get a lot more thunderstorms and that's rain true. in Florida. So, In Los know. Angeles, you'll just get roasted. Right. So that's fine. All right, let's move on to number two, Splash Mountain. All right, you're up this time because I went first. first last time. Okay, so I try not to – I don't really say this anymore because I know that Splash Mountain and the, the Br'er family of creatures have a very um, – tumultuous history but the first time that i went to disneyland i very quickly realized that splash mountain was my all-time favorite ride there um because of the characters and the music and the thrill and all of the unexpected kind of turns and twists and drops and honestly it still does in a lot of ways rank up there as one of my favorites the thing is though i don't really have a strong feeling about this one Besides the fact that I do like riding next to somebody, which is a little bit of foreshadowing, I prefer to ride next to someone. And so for this one, I think that Disney World or Magic Kingdom is going to have to take it. What do you think? Well, my answer for this is complicated because I don't think I rode this ride until I went to Disney World with you for the first time. I am not a water rides person at all, really not a water person at all, so uh, usually skipped these log flume kind of rides after I had a traumatic experience at Hershey Park, and so I don't think I ever rode Splash Mountain as a kid. Uh, I'd have to check with my parents on that, but I would say the Disney World version, I do like that I'm not in a single rider situation where at least I can sit next to you and not be scared half to death. Freak out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I've only been on the Magic Kingdom one one time. And we are going again in October to kind of get our last – well, we're, we're going to try to get into the last tail end of the 50th because we haven't been since then. Um, I'm going to try to go on it one more time if it's not shut down because they're doing that big refurb for Princess and the Frog, which I'm actually really excited about. Um, the last time I went on Splash Mountain, I felt like some of the little characters were a little stale. And I know they're beloved in a lot of ways because of the animatronics, but uh, 
I think a facelift is going to be good on it. So with all of that, the reason I would go with Disney World is because, or Magic Kingdom, I'm going to have to get used to saying that because I just, I don't say it, is because of the double seats. And I prefer that. So Disney World on that one. Yeah, I'd have to agree. And I, and I also am really excited about the Princess and the Frog remake of this ride. Um, I absolutely love that movie. I love the vibes of New Orleans and that whole style. So I think that that would be a really cool idea. Um, and I think that Disney is going to do a really awesome thing with making that over with the Princess and the Frog. So my vote also goes to Magic Kingdom, and I'm super excited to see what they do with this ride. So, so far, we are in agreement on we the are. first two, which brings us right into one that we may completely disagree on, Soren. Soren. This is one of my favorite rides of all times. Um, this is a hard one because I think the outside of where it is in DCA is really cool. Um, but my heart's just got to go with Epcot. Epcot is an awesome park, and the original Soarin' Ride, Soarin' Over California, which the first several times I rode it as I must have been a preteen when that opened, um, it was Soarin' Over California, but I didn't know it was Over California because it was just called Soarin'. And so it wasn't until I met you that I knew it was even over California. But there's so much nostalgia for me with that ride and entering into Epcot, going into the pavilion and walking down into the Soren ride that I'm going to have to go with Epcot. But I think that's I think that's my nostalgia talking. Didn't it used to end in Disneyland during the original Soren? Like when you landed, you know, did you I land? I remember. I think... I know that now it ends in Epcot, and then the one in California still ends in Disneyland, which is strange. It should it should land in DCA, right? Like over Pixar Pier. But I don't remember. You're gonna have to find out about that. But I'm gonna have to look that one up because I can't remember, especially since I didn't even know that it was over California. Well, I would not paying attention. I would think I would have noticed the difference though, because we'll have to talk sometime about the castles. Yeah. And how different right. they are and how underwhelmed I was when I saw the Disneyland castle. Speaking of underwhelmed, I am going to just have to hands down go with DCA on this one. The first time I went to Epcot, I <laughs> walked into the land pavilion and thought it was a joke. And that might upset people and that might sound, you know, um, like I have no idea what I'm talking about. That definitely and upsets me a little bit, but I understand. I've grown to like it a lot. Um, I'm not going to talk about other rides in there because this is about Soren. But if you have been to the DCA Soren or to Disney California Adventure at all, one thing that you'll notice is when you walk in directly to your right, you basically go into the Redwoods. And uh, Soren over California at the time and, and Soren still is in this really beautiful metal hangar. Um, it, you can see it from the in between the gates. Um, it is just a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, experience. And the queue, I think, is, is just amazing as well. Um, there's a lot of uh, like red, blues, and, and yellows, I think, in the queue and in uh, Epcot. And when you go into the DCA 
Soren, it, it definitely feels like you are in a old hangar um, and kind of going down to embark on this flight. I am not as big of a fan of Soren as I used to be because Ouch, I don't. That hurts my feelings. Well, I don't like around the world at all. I think it's fun. It's different. It's it's definitely different. It's all right. But I always have to start my Epcot day with Soren. Like I yeah. just always have to go straight to the pavilion and see, try to get the Soren ride in before the lines get too long. See, I would just as soon go straight to Mexico and get a margarita than go on Soren. It's a fine ride. I, I the California one was nostalgic because it flew right over my hometown. I grew up in Napa. Um and then I was adjacent to San Francisco, so it flew right over San Francisco and I recognized so many of the places from growing up. Um and then you landed right in Disneyland. And um, I think my biggest complaint, I'm getting a little bit off topic, but my biggest complaint is the Eiffel Tower because I haven't seen it in person, but I don't think it curves that much. So all that to say, Soren in DCA over California is is the best choice. And I have seen the Eiffel Tower. It does not curve that much. Although if you're sitting smack dab in the middle of Soren, you might might have it almost straight up and down. And I did look up Soren. It looks like even the original one over California in Epcot did land, in fact, in Disneyland. So I just never even noticed. I guess I didn't even notice there was a different castle. The thing, the thing about Soren that I do like, and this is in both parks, <laughs> is. Uh, Patrick, uh, Warburton is phenomenal and he, he always makes me laugh and smile when I'm in that queue. Um, yeah, I love when he makes the ball guy take off his Mickey ears. So for that reason, it's a win no matter what. One of your personal favorites next is Toy Story Mania, another ride identical on the inside, but the queues could not be more different. Yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite rides. I am super, super competitive. And so anything where I get to compete against somebody and earn points, I am totally in, which I'm sure will come up in several other instances as we talk about different rides in the different parks. But Toy Story Mania is a classic. I remember when that one came out and I was super excited to play that ride um, in Hollywood Studios. The area that it used to be the entrance, I thought was a cool little area you have all of the toy soldiers and the barrel of monkeys, uh, but they moved the entrance, right? Just the last time we were there? Was yeah, the entrance the is now time? sort of tucked away by Woody's lunchbox and That's the Luxo right. Ball in Toy Story Land. That's right. So it does fit with the Toy Story Land area now, um, and it makes it feel more cohesive. But you know what? I, I love Pixar Pier. I yeah. think that area is just absolutely beautiful. I like DCA better than I even like Disneyland. So I think for this one, I actually would have to say DCA version just because of coming right off of Pixar Pier there. And it just seems like it fits. You have Mr. Potato Head and it seems like it's a part of those arcade game vibes right off of Pixar Pier there. So I think I'd have to go with DCA on this one. Okay. Um, I think that I'm going to have to go the same route. Growing up, it was Paradise Pier, which I think was superior to Pixar Pier in almost every way, um, mostly because Pixar Pier kind of feels like they just put a wrapper on it that's temporary. Um, no shade, but it just feels that way. 
Um, the ride is great. I love it. But I'm going to have to also go with uh, directly with uh, DCA on that one, too. And I think the biggest reason is because you have that. I think they have it in in Hollywood Studios, but the animatronic potato head that kind of roasts people when they walk by. Yeah, I I mentioned that if you were paying attention. I wasn't. I was looking something up. <laughs> I figured, but that's a normal situation. And I was saying how I feel like it makes it cohesive because he seems like a guy who'd be there hanging out, trying to lure you into the arcade games. Yeah. He's got that kind of vibe. So that's one thing that I really feel like fits with Pixar Pier is the Mr. Potato Head animatronic there. If I had my druthers, I would choose. This isn't on the list, but I would choose uh, Tokyo Disney Sea as my favorite because you walk through a gigantic woody mouth, and uh, that is just the coolest thing ever. It looks just like the boardwalk at uh, Disney World, but it's a giant woody mouth. So that freaks me out a little bit. So I'd I'd prefer to pass on that. <laughs> it's definitely upsetting, but it's fun. So DCA for both of us, both of us on that one. Yeah. We're, we're in agreement more than I we're thought we doing would all be. Right. Next is Big Thunder Mountain. I know that they are in that ride is in both Magic Kingdom and Disneyland. I have been on by the way, we have a three month old and she might cry a little bit. And that's what that was. So with Big Thunder Mountain, I remember the cues being very similar. I guess I'll start with this one. But I have to say that I did prefer Magic Kingdoms because it felt a little bit rougher and a little bit more wild. The other thing about it is, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but here I go. You can see the castle from that ride when you're going up a couple of the hills. And I think that's pretty neat. Whereas in Disneyland, you may not have such you know, a luxury. You know, if the Disneyland castle were big enough, Taller. it might not be a problem, but... Again, little underwhelming, so you can't really see it from some of these rides. I actually don't really have a strong opinion about this one, only because I think I've only ridden this ride twice. Like, it is a joke in my family that every time we ever went to Disney World, it must have been just bad luck, but Big Thunder Mountain was always closed whether it was like some sort of construction or it was just down for that hour but we always seemed to get like a free fast pass to come back later and then it was still down later so i think i've only ridden this ride once in each park maybe um and Probably. so i really don't even have enough memory of it to have a strong opinion either way they are very similar um, but if memory serves, I think that there was some cool interactive stuff in uh, the line at, at Magic Kingdom. That oh, was for new. sure. I do remember that because there was a little kid in front of us that kept touching everything. And then there'd be a huge gap between that little kid right. and his family. So it was taking us a little while to get through. But it, it wasn't close to how terrible Seven to Mine, Seven Dwarfs Mine Trail is. Oh, for sure. That which... was that was like. Hey, it's only a, an hour and a half wait, and then we were in line for like five hours. And I wanted to throw kids out of the line. Yeah, so that was a fun time. We'll tell you about Which it. Which is a terrible thing to say because Fantasyland isn't really for me. Well, that's true. That's true. Well, <laughs> okay. now it is. Now that we have a child. Right. We'll we're take her. We're going to spend some more time in Magic Kingdom again. And then I'm going to encourage her to play with all the jewels in line, and then people want to throw her out. So. No, she she's too sweet for that. Are we Do we both agree on Magic Kingdom for this one? Yeah, I think okay. I think we have to. Crying out loud, we're we're pretty uh, copacetic here. 
Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean? Caribbean. I'm going to say... Do we disagree on this? I'm going to say Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean is usually what I say, All right. I think. I don't remember how I say it at this point. So what do you think? You kind of have... This really feels like a classic case of like old school versus new school. Right. Well, you know, Pirates is one of my favorite rides. It's a classic. I actually wore a Captain Jack Sparrow bracelet for several of my teen years. I cannot tell you why. I just was really into it. I don't know. Um, so this one is a favorite for me in general. Um yeah, I don't know. I love this area in Walt Disney World, and I even love, like, when you come out into the gift shop. I just think, you know, all that pirate stuff, super cool. Um, the difference in this one, isn't there a difference in the drops? Yeah, it's a little bit different on the inside. A little bit. But what what gets me is the line. So in Disneyland, if if you've not been there... You are in uh, New Orleans Square is where Pirates of the Caribbean is. And you basically have to – there's two different lines you have to go in. And then you do the majority of your – you do the vast majority of the queue is outside sort of wrapping around uh, in like a courtyard of this old uh, New Orleans-style home. And then in Disney and Magic Kingdom, you've kind of got more of this Moroccan-style uh, I don't where, what is that Adventureland where it is? It must be Adventureland. It's got to be, which I feel like makes more sense when I think of pirates. I don't think of New Orleans, so I I love the vibes. Like I said, I think New Orleans, the French Quarter. I love that area in Disneyland. I think it's beautiful. I love walking through that little alcove there and feeling like I'm on the streets of New Orleans. But I don't really feel like that matches Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. The other thing about the Magic Kingdom Pirates is that the first time I went on it, I well, so the first time I went to Magic Kingdom, I was sort of begrudging the fact that it wasn't going to be like Disneyland. And it was just going to be sort of this larger replica that uh, wasn't nearly as good. And uh, I've since changed my mind, of course. Um, that being said, the outside of pirates in Magic Kingdom is so cool. You have this huge pirate flag out in front of it. Um, it's almost like it's on its own little island. And then the thing that I loved was the queue surprised me. You walk, it's it's almost like it's more of an interactive queue when you get into the building. As opposed to in Disneyland, you kind of walk in, you see the boats going around that U, uh, the parrot's talking to you, you see some people on the wall, and then off you go. Um, this one feels a little bit more immersive. And so for that reason, I think Disney World on this one, Magic Kingdom on this one. Woo, we agree again. Really? Wow. Okay. We're going to have to part ways here at some point. I know we're going to part ways at the end. So we'll yes, get to we it. Yes, we will. Number 10. Number seven, though, before you go too quickly, is Star Tours. And I'm a huge, huge, huge Star Wars fan huge and even before galaxy's edge which i've been to both and i love both i still feel the need to go on uh, star tours because it's so great it's such a great queue it's such a great ride and the one in uh in disneyland is directly in tomorrowland almost immediately to your right when you walk through it's fantastic there's a beautiful sign out front it feels um 
it just feels great. Uh, you know, it's cool to go into. Everything's great. But man, there's something about seeing that at at and basically going directly into indoor in Hollywood studios. And now that it's coupled up directly with Batu, uh, there's really just kind of no comparing the two in my book. So while the ride is identical on the inside, and they've done a fantastic job of updating it and keeping things modern. In fact, last time we went on it, we saw old Lando Calrissian, which was shocking because I didn't realize that they had old Lando. Uh, I'm gonna go with Disney. I'm gonna go with Hollywood Studios on this one because, I mean, you know, the Battle of Endor is epic, and uh, there's just there's just no beating it. And they have a great, they have a much better gift shop. Star Traders in Disneyland is not great. Well, I think Disney World has so much more to work with in terms of spacing and everything. So it was easier for them to have this really cool little area before they even added in Galaxy's Edge. And so I I would agree. I think I think that entrance is so hard to top for Star Tours in Hollywood Studios. But one question I have for you, you said the entrance in Disneyland is in Tomorrowland? It is. Is Star Wars in the past or the future? It is in the future. Are you sure? I thought it was a I thought the famous thing was like a long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, isn't but that's, that a thing? It is, but so isn't that the past? I think I think that the narrator is so far in the future that he's saying it was a long time ago for him. That was a good save. Nice or maybe one. he did heavy spice and uh that made him lose his mind. Nice one. Okay. And also Star Tours was open at eighty seven in Disneyland and it was kind of like this weird shotgun deal with uh Lucas Lucas films or Lucas uh Industrial Light and Magic, I should say. So it feels a little bit... Oh, no. It feels a little bit forced in there. Yeah, well... Forced in there. Uh-huh. All right. So are we, we both puns. saying... Are we, we both really... saying uh, Hollywood Studios on this one, too? Well, yeah, you stole my answer, but yeah. Okay. You want to talk about it more, or should we move along? No, no. We. I just have one little side story about this, because... I'm not a Star Wars person. I was never into Star Wars until I met you. So uh, I've learned a lot about Star Wars, and I've learned to really appreciate a lot of the Star Wars stuff. But we had done Star Tours several times together, and we kept getting the same exact combination of the ride. That's exactly right. So we asked the cast member when we got off, like, hey, we have gotten this exact combination of the ride for the last, like, five times we've ridden it in both Disneyland and in Hollywood Studios. And she was like, oh, well, there's several other combinations. Let me just put you back on the ride and you can do it again. And we got a totally new one. And it was awesome. And I wish I knew that cast member's name because I never gave them a shout out. But that was a really fun thing. And so, you know, cast members really can make things more magical. She didn't have to do that. She could have been like, well, just go wait in line again. So I just, I have that awesome memory of it. Um, and so I really, really love that ride now. There are, I couldn't agree with you more. There are 66 different ride combinations. Really? That's there more are. than I thought. And because I think that they have a, a opening, a middle, and a closing, and all three of those kind of switch like right, a, for sure, like a like a toy from the um, Targaryens toy shop. There you go. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Deep Cut. 
DeepCut are makers and purveyors of handcrafted, extremely high-quality record storage and displays, shelving, slip mats, coasters, and so much more. We love these guys. They're based out of Minnesota, and they've been sponsoring the show for some time now, but we've actually had DeepCut in our home for years. One of the first things that we got from them were actually our uh, flip record display shelves and their floating U-shelves that we just absolutely love. Uh, their U-shelves are beautiful. We have the walnut, uh, the walnut ones that are actually in our bedroom and hold some plants, some photo frames, uh, some books, things like that. And also we have their flip record display shelves in our sitting room uh, where our record player is and we have all of our favorite albums um, easily accessible and, and ready to see at any given time. Um, I, I can't really say enough about how much we, we really love Deep Cut. Um, they're such a great company. Their philosophy is quality and handcraftsmen. Uh, and handcrafted products first, and uh, it's, it's just one of those places where when you when you get an when you get um, uh, when you when you get your package when you get your stuff from Deep Cut you you can just tell immediately when you pull it out like you can smell um, you can smell the wood you can feel like the quality of it as you are um, as you're kind of uh, pulling everything out and taking a look at your new products it's it's unbelievable and frankly it's it's unrivaled. Um, we have, as the Parks Academy, a very special promo code. You can use the code TPA10 at checkout, and you will get 10% off your first order at Deep Cut. Listen, guys, I, I, I really got to tell you, um, you can go ahead and apply this to anything um, from their brand new tabletop uh, record stand, which I highly recommend. Uh, their wall cubes, like I said, their, uh, their flip record display shelves, their amazing turntable coasters. And um, also, I love, I, I, I keep saying this, but I love their uh, floating U shelves. I'm such an advocate and, a, uh, and, and someone who um, just loves these products and will, will, will tell it to everyone. I'm not saying this because they sponsor the show. I mean this. Um, we actually got their coasters not that long ago. And one of my favorite things about it is uh, that there's a detail in the middle of the record that says, listen to music the hard way. Um, again, I just, you know, their, their passion for quality and aesthetics and, 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 Bringing forward a really great product is is undeniable. So, again, if you go to their website and you type in TPA10, you are going to get 10% off your first order. Thank you again so much to Deep Cut for sponsoring the show and being a part of the Parks Academy. And now, back to the show. Um, but I'm not saying you should do this, but that is a good a good hack if you want to ride it without waiting in line just tell them you keep getting the same one you want to try again to get a different one and i would not advocate for that i'm a rule follower it's a possibility though they're but not i gonna... have i have married someone who likes to break the rules occasionally tell them you got the one with the with the uh with the wookies splattering on the windshield yes every and then time. just be like that's the one because that's the one we got every time every time and i was like how many times which it was a cool one but like that's if that's right. the only one you're seeing it's like, come on. The original one was tops. I honestly don't think they should have changed it because the little, the little, um, the little droid. I'm a horrible Star Wars fan for forgetting his name, but the pilot, he was hilarious. And then they switched it out with C3PO. But isn't that droid somewhere else in the park now? Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, he's he's um he's a uh, DJ he Rex. Track? No, he's he's DJ Rex. Is that it? Well, I mean, they're the same droid family. Okay. Is he somewhere else? I thought he is now in the test track line. I could have totally made this information up. We have watched way too many Disney things. But I thought he was repurposed somewhere. 
We'll have to confirm that information later. We are going to have to confirm that later. So the actual pilot is RX-24. And let's see, RX-24, I don't, yeah, I don't know where he is now. Um, I think, so I know that DJ Rex is obviously in Oga's, but I'm going to have to look back and uh, and and get back to this one. Um, so we'll talk we'll about that, that another time. Yeah, I don't want right, to belabor eight. that. Number eight. This is kind of a fun one because it's not a ride. It is not a ride. It is a form Depending of on how transportation. You use it. That's true. The monorail. We have a very cool monorail poster in our basement. We do. It's one of my favorite pieces of art that we own. And I am partial to the monorail in Disney World because the loop of those three hotels, there's nothing like it. You just see... The castle in Magic Kingdom, whether you start at the Grand Floridian or the Polynesian Resort or the Contemporary, which we would love to stay in the Contemporary, especially now that they've done the rooms and made them all Incredibles themed. We just think that'd be really neat. Yeah. Um, now that we have kids, especially um, to take our kids and ride the monorail right into Magic Kingdom and they'd see the castle for the first time right there as soon as we're getting off of the monorail. So I would definitely have to go with Disney World on this one. I just think I just think it's so unique to just ride around the lake and go through those three hotels um, and go right to the Magic Kingdom. That is definitely pretty cool. Um, I do like that a lot. And not to mention you can go to Epcot on a monorail, which is fantastic. That's true. Um, you didn't mention that, did you? No, I did not. All right, good. You were paying attention enough to know that I didn't mention that this time. <laughs> right. Disneyland, however, it's Disneyland's monorail is not as the utility of it is not as great. However, if memory serves, you can the monorail at Disney at Magic Kingdom does not ride through any of the parks. It doesn't actually go through, does it? I don't believe so. I think you go I don't right. Think it does either? You just go right up to the entrance, and you go right by Magic Kingdom. You do right into the entrance of it. Right. So I'm gonna have to go with Disneyland on this one. The experience on it is not as practical because you are not. <laughs> you're either going to Tomorrowland by Autopia, or you're going to to Downtown Disney. Those are kind of your only options. There's two stops. What I like about it, though, is when you are on the monorail in Disneyland, you can start at the Tomorrowland monorail station and then get dropped off at the downtown Disney monorail station, which you and I have taken advantage of before when we were going to d- to dinner in right. downtown Disney. Absolutely. So in that regard, it feels a little bit better. And what I do like about it is it goes right by the Matterhorn. You go right through Tomorrowland. You go on the outside of Disney. Uh, property you go like right along harbor boulevard and then you kind of do a little loop through dca where you can see it and time was back before they changed dca to be more um, in line with the hollywood studio gate you actually used to go across the golden gate bridge on the monorail directly through dca and that was sort of connected to soren um so they're both great they're both perfect rides for just getting to where you need to go, relaxing, hanging out. And I mean, there's no doubt about it. We're taking the monorail from Magic Kingdom to Ohana to get those good noodles. 
100%. When we go in October, I'm going to have to stick with Disneyland on this one because I like going through the park. Matterhorn is one of my favorite rides. I love going by it. It's so beautiful. And you you get a you get a you still get a good view of the castle. You're up closer to it in Disneyland, so you can see it better. Yes, it's so much you have smaller. to be pretty close to it to be able to see right. it. Blink and you'll miss it. Okay. Well, that was our first disagreement. Good job. Yeah, here we go. Next one. Uh, Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion. This is such a good ride. I love spooky things. Halloween is my favorite holiday. We are actually going in October, partly so we can try to get into. The Halloween party, assuming that they do it again this year. I don't know whether we're going to get the old Halloween parties back or if it's going to be the the new Halloween parties that they did last year. Um, but we're still super excited to be there during Halloween. And Haunted Mansion is just such a classic ride. Um, even though I love the one in Disney World, I think this one really fits in Disneyland, because this is also in the New Orleans Square area. It is, yeah. I was pretty certain it is. as I was saying it. It is. Which is why there was hesitation in my voice, because I was only pretty certain. But the vibes of the Haunted Mansion on the outside, it just seems like a creepy New Orleans mansion. Um, it really fits that early 1900s vibe, and it's spooky. And yes, the one at Disney World is really cool and it's super different looking. Um, which one of them is based on that mansion somewhere? Which mansion? There's a mansion somewhere that one of them was based off of. You're putting me on the spot. I yeah, think well, it's, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty spot. sure that it's uh, Magic Kingdom. I know they're both based on something, but I, I know so that the Magic too. Kingdom one, I think, is based on another house somewhere in it Florida. Is. I or think something. it's somewhere on the East Coast. Yeah, I so, think so. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you completely on that, even though one of the benefits of the Magic Kingdom version is that since you have your magic band, um, <laughs> Bob Chapek knows everything about you. And so <laughs> when you are finishing the ride. Ah, oh, spoiler. When the oh, It's been around for a long time. They're fine. When you're, I mean, spoiler horn, if you don't want to, <laughs> if you don't want to hear it, just pause it or something or skip um, when the ghost gets in your car, they 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 took a quick look at your magic band and derive where you're from, and then they say like we're gonna haunt you in your sleep at you know New York City or something like that. Right. And the first time we saw that, it super freaked us out, and then we were like, oh, technology. Oh wait. Yeah. Duh. I I basically linked up my cell phone to this band, and now they know where I live. Well, I mean, they have to know where I live. I bought tickets. Right. They sent the magic bands to our house, so of course they know where right. we live. So that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. That being said, however, I didn't need to add yeah, however, but that being said, I'm going to go also with Disneyland. It is, you are correct, in New Orleans Square. It is right across Rivers of America. Um, it buckles right up to the Disneyland Railroad. And to me, that is such a cool, iconic spot in the park. And um, we got to talk about the uh, night nightmare before christmas overlay that's so cool it's one of my favorite things and they do not do that in magic kingdom which is a shame they don't but we just talked about this recently the reasoning for it makes sense though because if you think about it disney world is just so massive 
So people from all over the world come to Disney World. It's very much of a tourist destination for people from all over because there's four parks and they're massive and so many resorts and so much Disney property. There's so much to see and do. So they they want to make sure that someone's first time in Disney World, no matter when they're coming, they're going to get the original Haunted Mansion ride. So I totally get it. Um, now, that being said, the overlay is incredible. And so when we went out to Disneyland, I think that was 2016. Yeah, we worst Disney trip we've right ever taken. after Christmas. It was, it was terrible. It was only because it was so crowded. It was so crowded. I could hardly move. I could hardly catch my breath. And the castle was under construction. So there right. was like uh, Disney's blue walls in front of it. It was just, you know... I'm glad I've been to Disneyland since then because I was a little bit disappointed, I would say. Yeah, I can understand that. Now, the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay of Haunted Mansion, super worth seeing. And the and the actual ride itself. Yeah, I mean, right, absolutely, absolutely. It's super fun. Um, I'm not a big Nightmare Before Christmas person, but we have watched it every year on Halloween night to kind of transition us out of Halloween straight yep. into the Christmas season. We're not trying to skip Thanksgiving. Don't yell at us. We just love Christmas, too. And so it's like a good transitional movie from Halloween to Christmas. So seeing the ride with those vibes, it's just really neat. It's really cool to see what Disney has done with that. Um, It's really creative. It is really cool. So Disneyland it is. (laughs) Disneyland it is. I think our our kid agrees. Yes, she agrees. All right. Uh, Last, but you know what? Hang on, am I going to do an honorable mention before we get into our number one? Are you going to do an honorable mention? I think I had one, and then I fr- no wait. Um, I don't. Can we just go straight to the big one? Let's just go straight to it because I was gonna, I had one, but then I was like, I don't know if it's going to be as good, and then it's fine. I got shy, so we. Okay, <laughs> we'll go straight to it. the big one. All right, number one, uh, everyone's number favorite, 10. number ten, but also number one in our hearts. Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Let's talk about it. This is where we, this is will where we fight this to is the where, death. This is where we part ways. This is where we fight to the death over this. I'm not budging on this. That's 100%. You certainly don't have to. Magic Kingdom. All day, every day. Steven is really biased about this one because of an embarrassing story. It's not really embarrassing. I fell out of the uh, ride vehicle on my way out because it's made for children. It's not made for children. It's very small, and I tripped and I fell out. I have seen my father and my brother exit that ride, and they are very tall, skinny human beings, and they fit in the ride vehicles, and they did not trip getting out. So the ride vehicle is a lot like Matterhorn bobsled, which is arguably one of the most, arguably one of the least comfortable rides. That's true. At any at any theme park. It's Even true. Even though it's great, it's very uncomfortable, and they managed to keep the Yeti. Um, that being said, I do not like the ride vehicle, and there's nothing, you know, with Space Mountain, even though you know you're going to be fine, there's always that fear that you're going to get your head cut off when you're riding it. Or your arms. Or, or... something. Like something's going to, you're not going to leave, you're, you're going to leave something behind. Right. And it's not going to be your hat. Or your phone, or... Or your sunglasses. Like, it's going to be a ligament. Yeah. Um, Hopefully not your feet. But I do not like that feeling. 
And I really don't like it when I'm sitting in a little bobsled and I feel like I'm going to just get wrecked on that ride. Um, And sitting in the front, like, forget about it. I don't want to do that. You know, but it makes me feel like I'm smaller and lower to the ground when I'm in the bobsled style vehicle than when I'm sitting side by side with you. I feel like I'm in this larger roller coaster and now we're both going to get our heads chopped off. Yeah, we'll go out together. Sorry, that was really gory, everyone. But that's how I feel about Space Mountain. I have very strong opinions. I like the bobsled style vehicle. I have hilarious memories of my little cousin screaming her head off for her mom because she was scared to death. It was the first time. It was very traumatizing for her. So I was like trying to hold on to her. I was sitting behind her with my arms on her shoulders. Bless her heart. But it still is an incredible ride. And I think just all the funny memories I have on it, even just like from you tripping and being so mad about it, I was not laughing at you. I was laughing with you. You were certainly laughing at me because I was not laughing. But that's okay. But now we laugh about it. I think, if I'm not mistaken, the reason that there's the single rider, like the single seat as opposed to the double seats, is because there's two tracks. Oh, yes. I do On the inside of Disney World or Magic Kingdom's version. Correct. So... Because you can sort of fit more people on, everyone gets their own seat, as opposed to in Disneyland, you only have, I think, the one track because it's a little bit smaller. Right, because they don't have as much square footage. Right. And so because of that, you you get you get the doubles. You get those good doubles. Fun times. Uh, the only thing that I'll say against Disneyland's Space Mountain that I don't prefer is that you have to – and I've, I – I don't think you don't have to do this. You kind of go straight on in Magic Kingdom. Like you walk in and there you are. And in 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 Disneyland, you kind of have to go past Captain EO. I don't think that's there anymore. Well, good times. Yeah. Or Honey I Shrunk the Audience, which is horrifying. That one was so much better. And then you go up a ramp and then you kind of go on the roof of Galactic Grill or Pizza Planet or whichever one it is. And then you sort of walk on top of the roof to get into the ride, which is strange. It was kind of weird. Remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. And then I had Pizza Planet after that. Yeah. Which, well, we'll talk about food later, but. You know, mm. I'm remembering the only thing I will say for the Disneyland version is when we went a few years ago, the Star Wars Overlays, overlay. Baby. That I wanted to ride it again and again and again. And so I will give Disneyland a half point for Space Mountain because I thought the overlay was so cool of the Star Wars overlay. But overall, my vote goes to Disney World because that entrance into Tomorrowland, that's one of my favorite areas of any park. Tomorrowland is the best. And Space Mountain is in my top three rides. So I got to go with with the classic Disney World. All right. You're thinking of Hyperspace Mountain. Hyperspace Mountain. That is what I'm thinking of. And then the other overlay they had was the Ghost Galaxy. Right. Which looked like it was straight out of Brendan Fraser's Mummy. Nice. Yeah. That's a classic. Yeah, cool. Um, So yeah, I'm going to go with Disneyland. I don't like the feeling of the the, uh, Magic Kingdom one. However... 
However, mm. you don't get the people mover through the Disneyland one. And that's pretty good. You see? You see? But that doesn't mean I like the Space Mountain and in, in, in Magic Kingdom. That means I like the people mover. But if you happen to be riding the people mover when they turn the lights on. Pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Because you're like, cool. wow, it is a miracle that no one dies on this ride yeah. every day. I think it's a lot safer than... I mean, I, I think it's a little safer. It's a lot safer than you think it is. Oh, for sure. Like 100% it is. It just because it's dark, obviously, sure. duh, that's the whole thing. That's the whole gimmick. Right. It feels a lot scarier than it is. Right. Inside roller coaster. Right. You know? Yeah. So Space Mountain, that is all of them. I am going to do an honorable mention, though, because this is sort of, this is not a ride but I want to just tap on the shoulder of Galaxy's Edge really quick. Really? Because they are identical on the inside, pretty much completely. Mm-hmm. But the entrances are kind of what I want to go over super fast because we've been to both of them, uh, East and West. And I, as much I mean, I... As as much as I was floored by going to Galaxy's Edge for the very first time in Disneyland, I was really troubled that we lined up by um, the carousel in Fantasyland to get there. Like, there was a huge line for everyone to go in because we got in before. We got our Rise of the Resistance boarding passes. Mm-hmm. And this was early 2020 before anyone, had, anyone knew they had COVID. <laughs> and also when Rise of the Resistance, I think it opened up just a few weeks before we went right. in January. Um, but we ended up having to line up to get into the into the land in Fantasyland. And everything about it just felt wrong. And when you leave through like the resistance side of things, you kind of get yourself out into Critter Country. And then you're by Splash Mountain. So because, you know, yeah, Disneyland's never done. As long as there's imagination, there's all these new stuff, blah, blah, blah. I get it. But it just feels weird to have star so much Star Wars in Disneyland, whereas in Hollywood Studios, it felt like ever beside <laughs> Toy Story Land, that transition going from Toy Story Land into Galaxy's Edge feels a lot more flawless, where you're in Andy's backyard and then you just kind of it turns into in. just nature. It does, and then you're ju- there. Here we are. Right. And there, there it is. And and there it is. And there it is. And you're not thinking, oh my gosh, you know, in the 50s, Fantasyland was here and there was all this beautiful stuff. And now there's the state-of-the-art Galaxy's Edge in, in Disneyland. Like, what? I think part of that, too, with us lining up in Disneyland by the carousel is when humans see a line, they just, like, assume that that is what they're supposed to be doing. But as soon as they opened galaxy's edge for people to enter that line disappeared so while we were trying to be good human beings and wait in line by the carousel we maybe should have just walked right on up into the crowd like rope drop where it's just total chaos yeah and so i think that would have maybe made us feel a little bit differently about it but i do agree with you i think i think the transition in Hollywood Studios to the entrance of Galaxy's Edge seems seems more 
appropriate. And I think, too, that comes down to, again, Disney World has so much more property that they can expand it back a little further. Disneyland is a more confined space. They only have so much real estate they're working with. So I think they did their best. A plus for effort. No, I mean, they did great. It's just it just feels weird. I get it. I get it. And I don't want to be one of those the Disneyland of my youth kind of people. Because no Back one, in my day. No one wants that kind of person on their on their on their on their earbuds. You're but right. um yeah. It's just strange. So are there any other restaurants, rides, anything we forgot about? I don't think so. I think if we do that we'd get into just so many little things like like even some of the food items are at different restaurants in Disneyland than they are in Disney World and so it would just be really complicated to compare it like my Monte Cristo sandwich that I've still never had. Yeah. Because the Blue Bayou didn't serve it for dinner. It because was a lunch item only. Only a lunch item and then <laughs> then I was going to get it this last time. But it was way too hot to eat such a sandwich. So here we are. Speaking of identical rides, I got one more up my sleeve. Okay. Test Track or Radiator Springs Racers. By all account, they're the same ride. They are 100% the same. But one of them has talking cars and the other one doesn't. Are we talking the original Test Track or I've never been on the original. I've never been on the original Test Track. That is true. But which do you want me to compare? Just in general. I mean, the, you know. Test Track is also one of my favorite rides. I I like roller coasters. I like rides that go fast. I like rides that have lots of twists and turns. So Test Track is super fun for me. It goes super fast. I don't like to be dropped really quickly. I don't like super fast takeoffs from the get-go. So Test Track is like all of the right things that I like about a ride where it it goes really fast, but you kind of have time to build up to it, and there's no big drops. So that one, to me, feels, I don't know. I, I've never ridden it as a kid. So, like, Cars Ride, if I were a kid that rode that, that one probably would have been my favorite, but I've only ridden that one as an adult. So, like, you know, you're in Disney World or Disneyland, and so you kind of have to tap into your childhood but test track for me in epcot feels more like an adult ride and so i think i appreciated that one more because i was older like you were getting away with something right exactly (laughs) okay um i'm gonna say cars the first time i wrote i think it opened when i was like 19 or something like that really i I I didn't realize it opened so late yeah um it did it was it was not 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 quick maybe i was old i don't know i was i was some age I, i i was something I like that one better because for me the queue is the is the reward. Oh, Even for though sure. it's really long, like the queue for Radiator Springs Racers is so fun, it's so cute, it's so great. And let's be honest, no one wants to stop to build a car in the middle of an experience. I love that part. I skip that part. Because again, we're talking competition. Right, but like come on. You get like those good good endorphins when you see that your car won that particular part of the crash test or whatever test that it is you get to see that your car was the best at that thing I think, i'm all about competition i think guys. the trick is single rider on test track because then you, you just get on it. and you get off you skip it all and you walk through and you're just like no thanks right we'll talk about single rider sometime because that's my jam 
single writer writes. This is not my jam, but I understand how it's some people's jam. All right. Um, I think that about wraps it all up. I think that'll do it. That was fun. That was really fun. I think we're going to keep doing this. Good times. All right. Good times. Well, again, uh, this is our first episode of the Parks Academy. We are going to be really diving into just kind of whatever whatever fits our fancy and uh, going over ideas and topics about about mainly Disney parks, but we also are sort of within not too far a distance of parks like Hershey Park, and we've been to other theme parks before, Universal, right? both Hollywood and Orlando as well. We do love some Universal parks. And now that we've got a little one, we might end up doing some Legoland action at some point. Bush Garden. Bush Gardens, I guess. There's a whole bunch of places. Yeah. So we'll try to talk about as much as you know as possible. But our hearts are really, you know, with our with with the mouse in so many ways. And no one does it like Disney. Disney That's Springs, true. the parks, the resorts, even downtown Disney. They try. They do. And uh there's nothing like it. So we're gonna sign off. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.